Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Heart and Hand podcast with me, Johanna. I wanted to come on here today and share a little bit of my ideas and my thoughts about what self-care means to me and why it is so incredibly important for us, especially um, us women and us mothers or caregivers to practice self-care. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about what self-care means to me and share some of the things I do. Maybe it might give um, other people some new ideas or fresh perspective. So the first thing for me that comes to mind when I think of self-care is not luxuries such as um, fancy coffees like Starbucks lattes or going to get a manicure or pedicure but actually what I think self-care is is more about what's absolutely necessary necessary for us to function um, as happy individuals So to me, self-care is not necessarily, you know, these extra things, but it's necessities and what I need to have in order to function. I have mentioned my love for podcasts and one podcast that I really enjoyed listening to was called Spiritualish. It's by um, Meadow DeVore and Laura McCowan. And there is an emphasis on sobriety, which is interesting to me. Um, But it's also just really about um, healing and being the best version of yourself as a woman. It's definitely done by women for women. And there was an episode about what are your non-negotiables and that episode really struck me and made me think about what my non-negotiables are. So non-negotiables are things that you need in order to function and might be different for from person to person. So for some people they absolutely need to have um physical activity every day. Well, it's good for everybody. But I know some people really need that for a clear and healthy mind and body. While somebody else might absolutely need to be having time outside in nature. So what they asked on their podcast was for us to come up with a list of things that are absolutely imperative to our happiness and health. And I remember making a list for myself and my non-negotiables, and I know I know this because I've taken the time to think about it, are one, movement, so exercise of some kind. For me, it's walking. Two, time in nature. If I don't get out in nature at least once a week, and I mean into the woods or down by the ocean, away from noise and other people, I notice that my mind and my mood feel very constrained. But when I get out into nature, and I'm away from the noise and the chaos and people, 
I find myself that I just come down to to this even keel mood. So that's definitely a non-negotiable time in nature. Um, coffee is a non-negotiable for me. <laughs> I need it and I love it. It makes me really happy. Um, so exer- so movement, time in nature, coffee, and creativity. So being able to express myself either through photography or painting or writing. I would say those are definitely non-negotiables, things just for myself. I'm not including, you know, relationships and um, interaction with other people. But those are things that I know I have to give myself in order for myself to be happy. So that's one thing I thought was really interesting. Another thing about self-care, I am coming up on about a year and a half being completely alcohol free. And yes, I call myself sober. Um, This was a huge pivotal moment for me in terms of self care. I'm not too sure if it was because I had children back to back three children, um, or if it's just my genetic makeup. But I definitely suffered through a long period of depression for a few years. And it was around the time that I had my children. So I do think there were some major hormonal imbalances going on. Uh, But it is also a hereditary thing in my family to suffer from depression. And during that time, I would often um, sort of self-medicate myself with a glass of wine every day. And it wasn't the thing, the type of situation where I needed to drink every single day and it wasn't exactly what I would classify as an addiction where I was hiding it or anything like that however it was becoming a coping mechanism and I thought that it was helping to take the edge off my um, anxiety and my depression and my irritability but in fact it was actually fueling it so about a year and a half ago I had been inspired for a while, probably about a year before I decided to quit, um, to to give up drinking. And I had tried and sort of then fallen off the wagon a few times. And it was sort of about a year and a half ago, I had gone to this really important photography workshop. And I remember I hadn't had a drink for months. And I did while I was there because... I kind of was nervous and I wanted to fit in with a group of people I didn't know. And I remember really regretting it afterwards and feeling really low on myself. And it was that moment that I decided that I needed to take care of myself. And I knew that when I wasn't drinking, it was helping my mind and helping my depression so much. So it was one of those conversations I had with myself and I just decided right there and then to give it up. And it's been a year and a half and it's remarkable the difference it's made in my mood. Um, I'm not too sure if, you know, my depression was caused by drinking alcohol. I don't think so. Like I said, I'm pretty sure it was hormonal, hormonal imbalance. However, alcohol is a known depressant and so it certainly wasn't helping me and because I know depression is hereditary and I did suffer from it when I was a teenager 
I just know it doesn't help me and it doesn't make me feel any better. And since giving it up, I do feel much, much, much happier and healthier in my mind. So that is another thing I do for self-care is I abstain from drinking alcohol. Self-care is something that we have to do for ourselves and we owe it to ourselves. And I just have learned over the years that sometimes we don't have people to swoop in and take care of us as moms. There were so many times where I used to wish, 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 wish so bad that I would just have somebody come in and help take care of the kids for me or come and make a meal for us or invite us to their house for a meal. And unfortunately, we've never lived in a situation where we've had family around to do that for us. And it was becoming harder and harder for me um, not to have a person to take care of me or my family. It just felt felt like it all fell on me. And it did. And it still does. And it was just like one day this light bulb went off. And it was like, stop wishing that you had a mother to come in and help you or a grandmother to come and help your kids be the person who you're wishing for and take care of yourself. And that was a lesson I learned and I started to really think about it. And I like to get, go with the motto of be a mother to yourself or be a parent to yourself. You know, put yourself to bed early Make sure you drink enough water every day. Give yourself healthy food like you would to a child. Do it for yourself because nobody else will. Such a simple idea, but something I had to learn. So I guess those are my thoughts on self-care that I wanted to bring to the table today. Interesting. Sometimes we have to sit down and really think about it and make some lists or write it out in a journal. But... Self-care is really a non-negotiable thing if you want to be a happy and healthy individual, and especially if you want to continue to be able to take care of your family around you. So to recap, for me, self-care is non-negotiable, and each person, each individual has certain things that are going to help them be their best selves. So it's up to us to figure it out. And don't... Uh, don't let that slide. Don't, um, don't put yourself on the back burner too long because you'll feel it if you do. And if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else will. So be kind to yourself, be a parent to yourself, and everyone else around you will appreciate it. I hope that you've had a nice time listening. I hope that your week is going well. And I'll be back here soon with some more ideas and thoughts. Take care. Bye.